This is The Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. Featuring Alex McIntyre and Kyle Paulson. Now, here is your host, the runner Washington himself, Keenan Gray. Welcome back to the rundown here. Keenan Gray from the runner Washington, Kyle Paulson. No Alex McIntyre for today's episode. He's out there coaching, getting his kids ready to rock and roll in their first meet of the season against those Capital Cougars. And, and in fact, though, they actually came out on top. And I believe he even said he had his first five guys in front of Capitals three. So props to the Yelm Tornadoes for picking up a win today. And props to Bryce Serkinick, a, a future Zag, picking up the win in 10:26 for the 2.1-mile race. But with that being said, you are stuck here with me, Keenan Gray, and Kyle Paulson. Kyle, before we even talk about what we have on deck for this episode, Snow Armageddon is here. Who would have thought this would have come? At least, well, let me take that back. Who would have thought this would have happened on the west side and so many meets were canceled on the west side this last weekend? Uh, but we also got a lot of snow here in eastern Washington. Yeah, I feel like we kind of jinxed ourselves last episode getting so excited about finally having some meets and then the weather was like, no, you don't. So no, that's really disappointing. I was really looking forward to seeing our kids compete across the state. But, this, you know, especially my guys here, they've been working really hard. And I feel like some of them have had the momentum they had going forward kind of you know, go away because of the snow. So hopefully it's still over here in the Tri-Cities. There's still a good chunk of it left on the ground. Roads are finally beginning to clear up. But I don't know how is it in Spokane right now. Uh, I mean, some of it kind of melted away. Uh, for the most part, I went for a run today and the footing is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's just like running on sand. It's just brutal. It's just, it feels like I'm running up a mountain, even though I'm running on a flat surface because how uneven it is and just how difficult it is to run in the snow. But I mean, down there, I heard there's 15 inches at what's supposed to be your guys' meet this week at Walla Walla High School. The likelihood of that happening is very slim to none now which I'm upset about because I, I was going to make a trip down to Walla Walla High School and check out some racing down there and take a couple cool picks and do a recap of it, but doesn't sound like I'm going to be able to do that. Well, I was looking forward to hosting you too, so it's a real bummer for all of us. But maybe, you know, we'll get like a random 90-degree day just out of nowhere. Everyone pray for 90 degrees across the state. Maybe we'll get lucky. Well, we would hope so. Well, first of all, in a non-COVID world, we would have never expected – snow like this in early September, mid-September, like in Eastern Washington, it's probably still like 70, 60 degrees. It would be beautiful, but now we're stuck in a situation where snow is just taking over the world, not even just here, but across the entire country. I mean, there is snow in Texas. There is snow that is killing out the power in an entire state. Who would have thought Mm -hmm. snow Mm -hmm. in Texas, it's the craziest thing that's happened or perhaps just any snow in the Midwest, it's insane what's going on in that area of the states. Yeah, I guess I never thought about the historical moment about it. We've usually, 
we don't cancel for the heat, but we've had meets. It's like, gosh, it's way too hot to be outside. And now we have a cross country meets that are canceled for the snow, which is a first, I think, in the, maybe the state history. I don't know. I had to look, see where they have record of meets being canceled for weather. Perhaps maybe there was, well, no, I know for a fact, my mom who ran at West Valley High School back in the day, her district meet, I believe they had five inches of, of snow they had to race on. That's awesome. So That's for, awesome. And for them, it was a big advantage because they've ran in the snow over in Spokane. But mm. for all those people that hadn't prepared, like more so like a Clarkston team, they were not prepared for what they had that day for for the conditions in running in. So, but moving along, we have a great show for you guys. We're going to talk about so many different things, even though it was a short week last week. We got a week two recap of the meets that happened on Wednesday and Thursday. We got more alumni spotlight and a, a lot of really cool things to talk about with our alumni spotlight, including a British record set. We'll talk about that athlete momentarily. And then the big list that everybody was looking forward to, and it finally got released was the top 50 girls cross country rankings one through 10. I know everyone was out there excited to see who was the top spot for number one, number two. The question is, are you an Allie Janky fan or are you a Julia David Smith fan? We'll dive into that and break that down momentarily. But starting off with the alumni spotlight, we're going to start with the British record holder now in the two mile. And that's Amy Eloise, Neil, Mark Markovic uh, running at the New Balance Grand Prix, 930 for a two mile, which takes down the original indoor two-mile record set by Joe Pavey, who was a five-time Olympian for the British national team. I mean, how cool is it to see that? And we've grown up watching her race, and to now see her have a British record, how awesome is this? That's you know, absolutely fantastic, and I don't think outside of the realm of what she's capable of, obviously what we saw her do at Glacier Peak and then at, at UW, so, you know, she's in a perfect race for it. Uh, There's a couple other records that went down in the same race. So just absolutely a you know, fantastic effort by her. So really stoked to see you know, her build this up for the Olympics coming up. Yeah, she's probably the next great Olympic athlete for Team Britain. And we can't wait to see her maybe hopefully represent uh, the team, the British team this year in Tokyo this summer. Moving to the UW Invitational, a couple athletes, um, one from Seahome High School and one from Lake Washington High School. Start with Seahome's Colton Johnson. How about this 5K mile double? I mean, this is a back-to-back -back nights for him. He goes 13.43, finishes fourth in the 5K, and then the next day goes and runs 3.57 in the mile. That is a heck of a double going back-to-back -back in that night, and especially in that 5K race. He was racing against Connor Mance, which we all know, All-American, potentially a national champion this season. But just looking at those times in particular – breaking 14 minutes and breaking four minutes that's that's every runner's dream that's every runner's they, they want to accomplish that but to do it in back-to-back -back nights I don't know about you but I find that incredible and worthwhile talking about oh yeah that's super fast he's really coming along well I think in his senior year is that correct no I yes he, I believe he's in his redshirt senior year but he might be in his redshirt junior I could be wrong too but I think it is redshirt senior yeah, I mean, that's when you want to run fast, right? Obviously, during this whole COVID situation, he's taken a real real advantage of it, getting really fit. So really excited for him. Uh, yeah, I think 
praying 1343, I'd just like, all right, that's a great weekend for me. I'm going to, you know, lift my legs up and call it. But next turn around the next day for the 357 is just fantastic. Just congratulations and, to him. And his personal best in the 15 is 351. Wow. So c convert oh. the time from the 357 mile to his 15. He's looking at low 340s, high three 330s. An, an incredible job. And how far he's come as an athlete. Started off at Eastern Washington University, had some success, for whatever reason, decided to transfer to Washington State University the following school year, and has made an immediate, an immediate impact, has competed in Pac-12 championships, has competed in NCAA regional meets. He might go down as one of the best Cougs of all time for what he's done so far, and he's only been there for like two years. Maybe behind Bernard Lagat. <laughs> behind, behind Bernard Lagat and, of course, Jerry Lindgren, the GOAT of all time here in the state of Washington and, of course, Washington State University. But he, he's just an outstanding individual. And I'm, I'm giving him high praise because he's also a Bellingham guy. So go Bellingham, people. Keep rocking out there in the running world. And the other athlete that did really well at this invite, and not a lot of people remember him because, I mean, not necessarily he didn't have the success he in high school. He just – wasn't up there in the frontier with a lot of those uh, top runners. Uh, but right now he's having himself a heck of a career, uh, both of the collegiate ranks and now professional. That's Dylan Megger. He went on to win the 3000 meter at UW in 753. Dylan Megger finished 16th his senior year at the, I believe the, I think it was the 4A state cross country meet um, before heading off to Utah State to go from 16th and then what he did at Utah state, he has the 1500 and I believe the 5,000 meter record all American, whatever he it's, it's quite the turnaround. And now he's having a great career so far as a Hoka one, one runner. Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show, I think that what you do in the high school level really doesn't determine where you're going to play out. If you've got big goals, if you work hard and put your, you know, put your foot on the gas, and stay consistent you're gonna run fast and meet the benefits so that's just great to see him continue to perform well uh should be great motivation i think a lot of the young guys who don't know him should really start looking him up and check out his times because he's someone to definitely look up to and be inspired by well you look at his time from high school he's a 16 19 5k guy that's like a middle of pack when you look at the 4A ranks and the 3A ranks, but now he's the record holder in, at Utah State. He's got, he ran 13.41, and he finished third at the NCAAs his senior year. Shoot, yeah, I mean, and the uh, 10K at NCAAs, he beat his high school PR two times in a row. <laughs> and and, that, was, and that, was, that was the same race that Ben Flanagan, who, much like Dylan – wasn't someone that we all expected to do so well, but now with, because of that outcome, Ben Flanagan is one of the best runners now in Canada. And never count yourself out. If you work hard and stay consistent, you can do anything. You can win state. I wish I had dreams like that and I could win state. If I had that mindset all the time, I wish I could, I win state in my, in my own mind. I think yeah. about it, but I yeah. can't quite accomplish it in real life. Going on to our week two recap. It was a short week, but we have plenty to talk about between Wednesday and Thursday meets. We'll start off with the team of the week, and that was the Anacortes boys. I was thoroughly impressed with Anacortes, and I mentioned this earlier in one of our podcasts. I really like the Anacortes boys and what they're doing. 
uh, over there. Uh, they scored a perfect 15 points. Now, granted, against a Burlington team that is struggling quite a bit, um, but they had a great run by their top guy, Alec Miller, uh, running 10.53 for a two-mile race. And I've been to Anacortes, and that's a, not the easiest course. It is flat, but it's got a lot of long grass. So uh, 10.53 for that course is great. But then you look at their five-man spread. I want to say it was at least – 30 seconds, maybe 33 seconds, uh, 1104, 1116, 1121, 1126. This team is really good and they're really tight bunch. And I think they, they can do some damage this season, even, even though we don't have a state meet. Um, but overall, the Seahawks have a really, really good team this season. Uh, performance of the week. It's actually going to go to a freshman from Washougal, L. Thompson. This is a new name. This is a new up and coming runner here in Washington. Um, already making an immediate impact, ran 1855 for her first 5K in high school. We've had a gr- strong tradition of young, talented girls who come in as freshmen and, like I said, make an, an immediate impact. You look at someone like Ella Borsheim, who won state her freshman year. You look at someone like a Julia David Smith, who performed very well her freshman year in track and field. The trend just keeps continuing on, and she also led the Panthers to a 16-46 to team performance win over the RA Long Lumberjacks. And here's a little note about L. Thomas before she even got into high school. Uh, she was a two-time USA track and field national junior Olympic participant in middle school and has a personal best 1,500-meter and 3,000-meter times of 455 and 1038. 455 for a middle schooler is no joke in a 1,500. What did you see with that, those times in particular, Kyle? I mean, those are super speedy times. Yeah, those, those would be great, I think, for a junior, senior. Um, so for her having that before you even get into high school is, you know, I think she can make a big impact. Like you said, I think we talked about it a little bit last week as well, where you see a little bit more on the girls' side. Just she's from a phenomenal freshman coming out of nowhere and uh, making a name for themselves. So I think – uh, L. Thompson's going to be a name, or Ellie Thompson. Uh, however, we pronounce, we, we, I could be pronouncing it wrong. You could be pronouncing it wrong. Um, but the fact of the matter is, everyone gets to know Washougal's Thomas. She is the real deal, and like I said, it's going to have an immediate impact. Race of the week, actually, in the same exact race, but on the opposite side, on the guy's side, was Washougal's Samuel Grice and Woodland's Joran Lamoro. Uh, it was a veteran runner versus. Yet again, another freshman, um, very impressive run by the freshman though, but Lamoro from Woodland, who was a junior this year, beat him by 0.1 or 0.17 tenths of a second running a 5k personal best time of 1638.4, 40, 40 seconds faster than his previous personal best from his sophomore season. Uh, Looking at a race like that and how close it was, this this kills me as a reporter. I wish I was there to see it. I'm sure all of us wish we were there to see it. I'm with the Woodland people and the Washougal people. They got a heck of a race out of that. And that's one thing I'm really happy with having races back is these crazy close performances. It, man, it's good. Good to be back. And finally our meet of the week. This was the most more unlikely um, turnarounds or I guess events that happened and I would have never expected this and we all know the Camas girls are a fantastic program but they got tested in week one uh, the union girls brought their 
A game. And Camus ended up beating them by a point. But, I mean, talking about these Union Titans, and they had six runners placed in the top ten, which you would think that would get you the win in any other dual meet. But because Camus is one-two punch, Natalie Petty and Gracie Buzzle went first and second. That was the difference maker right there. And they both ran exceptionally well 5Ks, 1909, 1915. And then uh, Allison Robertson and Jenna Lukowiak played key roles for Canvas as well, helping them to the victory running 2014 and 2153. Um, But I I was thoroughly impressed with Union. I mean, the only Union runner I think of that was super, super good was Alexis Fuller. Uh, But I'm not comparing anyone to Alexis Fuller because Alexis Fuller is on a whole new level. Um, But I'm impressed with what Union brought to the table in their first meet of the season, challenging a team like Camus. That's what I love about these dual meets or tri meets that'll be coming up is it has so much more potential for an upset. You know, if you get the big invites, you have one person that has a bad day, you know, the teams that you typically are beating in a bigger invite, they're, still not be that close to you, but you have someone in a bad, having a bad day when there's only two teams and that could completely change the tide and cost you maybe a league or district uh, championship. So really exciting race. Mm -hmm. And then other top performances that happened outside of the meets team meet matchup, whatever of the week, uh, 2019 one B2B cross country state champion, and Iwako's own Daniel Quintana picks up his first win in his season debut, running 1646 for the 2.95 mile race against Ocosta. And in other races, Skyview Samantha Williams, who was fifth at the 4A state cross country meet in 2019, was fourth for her team in a duel versus battleground, running 2115.9 for the 5K race. I'm assuming that was a tempo run for her, probably not a, a full race effort, um, but her teammate Lauren Amato was. Uh, first running a personal best of 20, 24.9. So that was our week two recap. And hopefully we'll actually have some races this week and the snow doesn't cancel everything. Although there were some races that went down today and we'll start posting those more on the runner Washington throughout the week two, as well as races uh, get underway and we'll post top performances. Moving on to our last segment and everyone's most excited for this debate between me and Kyle, I really wish Alex was here because I'm sure he would love debating this as well. The top 10 girls on this top 50 girls cross country list. Let's, let's check this list out. Starting off at number 10, Allison Peterson of Hawkinson, one of the top returning runners in two a. And unfortunately, like we've, I've mentioned this all year long and I'm going to keep mentioning it. Unfortunately, no state meet this year between her and another individual on this list, it would have been a heck of a race to see those two in the 2A state cross-country meet. Um, recently just committed to the Air Force Academy. Uh, I think if all goes well this season, she's going to join an elite company of great 2A runners that have gone through this this state, um, especially after her incredible junior year. And with a third-place finish, she's the top returning 2A runner in the state. Number nine in the other 2A runner, Lauren Larson of Port Angeles. Again, I really want to see the Hawkinson Hawkinson versus Port Angeles meet. I really want to see that. If, if anyone can out there can make that happen, please, because these two are so, so good, and it'd be a heck of a race to watch. And Lauren Larson, 
She already lost a race this season, but I still believe there is a ton of potential for her, especially with the COVID season. She actually ran a personal best 1801.6 for a 5K. Coming at eight, Jasmine Muniton of Auburn Riverside, arguably one of the more underappreciated runners in our entire state. But like many runners on this list, Muniton went from just another runner competing at the state meet to one of the top runners in our entire state after a very much improved junior season. And she placed sixth in what was another loaded 4A state cross-country field. And she even broke 19 minutes for the first time. And it was like, this is an eye-opener for her. This is like, I have the potential to do great things. And she lived up to the expectations. Number seven, Roz Slichko. Oh, and Jasmine Uniton also uh, landed a scholarship to run for Eastern Washington next fall. Colleagues. Coming at number seven, Raj Slichko of Emerald Ridge. Uh, just looking at her stats from 2019, it seemed every race she was just getting better and better. And a lot of athletes seem to struggle with that. Um, particularly maybe their coaches tell them to taper a race or just not necessarily race at their uh, highest potential. Um, but every race that I saw on athletic.net, um, she got better and better each race. And um, Emerald Ridge is a great program. Uh, they got another athlete who's on the list, Emily Wells. Um, Ross Lichko is, she's a special talent. And placing third overall, that shocked a lot of people at the 4A State Meet last year. Not a lot of people would have expected that. But she's also landed herself a Division One scholarship. She'll be running for the University of Wyoming Cowboys next fall. Number six, Natalie Ruzowskis of Richland. You're more familiar with her than me because you've watched her race in person more than I have, but to go into your first season of cross country as a sophomore and to place second at the state meet in one of the toughest divisions in our entire state is, is an incredible accomplishment, but are we surprised? Not really because of what she did her freshman year in track. She's able to qualify for the 4A 800 meter. Um, didn't make it to finals, but to qualify for state as a freshman in track, that's one of the more difficult challenges uh, for anybody in the entire state, boy or girl. Number five, Emily Van Valkenburg of Eastlake. And again, I'm going to say this, in a year where I wish we had a state meet, Emily would Van Valkenburg would have been in the conversation to win the state cross-country meet this season for 4A. Uh, that race between her and Ella Borsheim and Julia David Smith uh, would have been one for the ages and could have potentially been one of the greatest races of all time. And we, we talked about so many of the great runners past and present. Um, but like, I mean, you look at race like a Katie Knight versus Amy Eloise Neal. Um, this is on the same level as that kind of race because Emily Van Valkenburg went from an 1832 5K runner in 2019 to a 1657.2 in 2020. That incredible jump that she made Obviously, the training has been very good to her. Incredible. It's inspirational, to, at least to me it is. And I hope it's inspiring to a lot of people because just her freshman year, she was a JV runner, was not even remotely close to being a varsity caliber runner. And then her sophomore year, she goes on and places in the top 16 at state. Number four, Ella Borshine of Bellarmine Prep. Uh, since that 16th place finish, which Again, everyone was so confused and shocked by that. It's like, wow, you just won the state meet your freshman year 
and you just fall, fell all the way back to 16th place. Again, everyone has their bad races, but since that race, she has been on a tear in recent months in both cross and track. And specifically going to, back to track, she went down to the Desert Dream last hurrah in Arizona and came away with new personal best times in the 16 and 32, 450 and 1029. And in those races alone, uh, I don't know if you know these two individuals, but Lauren and Grace Ping, have you heard those names before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of the great sister duos in our entire country from Arizona. Um, she took those two down in the 3,200. And even Issaquah's Julia David-Smith, who uh, Julia beat at uh, state cross-country meet in 2019. Um, during the COVID season, though, she's also ran a 5K personal best of 1655, which she finished second in Nike Cross Virtual Championships which is over a minute faster than her season best time in 2019 because she ran 18.07. So Ella Borsheim is ready and ready to get back after it this season. And I'm looking forward to see what she can do this year. Coming at three, this is an athlete who got the spotlight last year. I mean, this is a very, very talented girl, um, but comes from a very, very small school, a, a Life Christian Academy in the Tacoma area. And that's Gabby Martin. Um, just after one season and she broke the course record for the one B two B state cross country meet by, I want to say 23 seconds uh, in 2019. Yeah. She broke that course record by a lot um, earning her my respect. And I hope everyone else's respect that she's one of the top girls in the entire state of Washington, regardless of the classification level, her personal best time is 1732. So Life Christian does move up to one day this year, but I don't think that's going to make a difference. I, I still think she's so far ahead of everybody else at that classification. Um, but we'll see as time will tell. And we won't get to see her race in a state meet till her senior year. But uh, keep an eye out for Gabby Martin and Ella Borshine. That's going to be the great debate next year as those two will be seniors next season. Coming at number two, Issaquah's Julia David-Smith. Now, if you're a West Sider, you want to pull for her being the number one runner in the state. But 17.02 is still a legit time. It's a personal best for her. Uh, she's done really well. She placed fourth at, or fifth, I should say, at the AAU Cross Country National Championships in Florida this past winter. Uh, ran 17.23. In a year unlike any other, I still think she has a lot to prove. Uh, she, could, she can be one of the greatest runners to come through Washington. She's already signed with the University of Washington, so... The Powells have landed another great recruit, but a lot more to prove this season. And I think there's some unfinished business for her in her senior season. And coming in at number one, and all the East Siders are going to love this, North Central's Allie Janky. I just think it unanimously she is the best in the entire state. And she could be the greatest runner of all time in our state, going over Katie Knight, Amy Eloise Neal, Maddie Myers. I mean, that, that that's saying a lot. And that's putting a lot of pressure on such an athlete, but I just think she's just so far ahead of everybody else right now. And what she's done for the last four years, not only for herself, but for the sport, putting her, putting our state on the spotlight and challenging other athletes to get better and better. Props to Allie Janke. She ran up 1643 for a 5k this fall. So we haven't had very many girls in Washington break the 17 minute barrier. Well, she just crushed that by 17 seconds. So looking at this list, I know this was a long spiel. Which one of these athletes stands out the most to you? Yeah, there's a, a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah, I definitely like Ellie Janke as the number one returner. 
Uh, she was one of the top Washington girls at the uh, Nike Northwest regional meet in 2019 had the fastest time. I think one of the main things that kind of separates her from you know, Julia David Smith, uh, Katie Knight, Amy Louise is she doesn't really have like a rival to really like solidify, you know, that she's as, as great as she is. Uh, she doesn't have someone to go, you know, trade punches with throughout the race. She's just out there crushing it all by her lonesome, but phenomenal rat athlete. I, I also do like Gabby Martin at the number three spot. spot. I think if you put her in any of the other races, 4A, uh, 3A, 2A, she's going to be up there competing, maybe even winning if you give her a chance with some of these uh, faster athletes as well with a, a faster time. Um, I already made my statement last week, but I think Ellen Nelson, Walla Walla, is going to sneak somewhere in here in this top 10, maybe even top five list. I, I think agree. she's one of the best. If she's healthy, she's one of the best in the state. Could be I, pushing. I agree, but I'm the one athlete that really stands out to me the most on this list is Emily Van Valkenburg from Eastlake. I, I mean, to go to do what she did over the last year and a half. I mean, she was an 1830 5K runner as a sophomore, which granted, that's a very good time for a sophomore runner. But to shave off almost or I should say over a minute and a half. You're on your 5K around 1657.2. And also in that same race alone, she defeated Issaquah's Julia David Smith. Mm -hmm. That should say a lot as to how much work she puts in and how great she wants to be. And I've already said it. She's an inspiration to a lot of people. I mean, you could start off as a JV runner and not even think about, hey, what am I going to be? What, what are my, what kind of impact am I going to make? on my program. What am I going to do for the future of this program? And just be like, ignore that, just go run and get yourself better. Mm -hmm. That, that, that truly right there is, is something that stands out to me the most. And I, I'm looking forward to see what she can do this season, but I, I really don't think it matters the competition she goes against. She, she's going to go run fast times because she's proven that she's that capable. She's at that capability of a runner. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, she's super competitive. And then another athlete, I think for me, that stands out on this list, Ella Borsheim. I mean, everyone was surprised to see her finish 16th at, at the state meet. And everyone can have a bad race. And I think deep down, she knows that was not her best day. Um, but to come away with another podium finish, you're not going to complain about that. But uh, I'm expecting some big things out of her this season. Um, especially given the fact that she's already ran 1655 for a 5k this last fall. Um, yeah, what I think we talked about with Jonas Price is he had that same disappointing state meet, but as a senior year, he wasn't able to make up really make up for it down the road. But you know, she's still got her, unfortunately, there's no state this year, so she's still got her senior year to you know prove that wasn't just a one time fluke and to crush it like she's done before so she's definitely still competitive and wants it obviously since she beat the pings you know not too long ago mm -hmm. for sure and all these ladies are, are are very competitive regardless of the classification and, and like you said someone like an ella nelson could easily hop in this list heck anybody could hop in this list but i mean I, the only the only people i don't think 
can move from this list are Allie Janke and Julia David-Smith. I, I just think they're so far ahead of everybody else right now. And, and there's mm-hmm. that great debate. Are you on Julia David-Smith's team or are you on Allie Janke's team? Like I said, if you're a West Sider, you're going with Julia David-Smith. If you're an East Sider, you're going with Allie Janke. That's one thing. I know at the, again, going back to the Boise race, the Nike Cross Regional, Allie beat Julia by about two spots. So actually, I wonder how they actually did at the the big dance at Nike. I was actually about to look that up. Julia David Smith actually beat Janky by a lot. J- David Smith was 18th All American, which I think was as a big confidence booster for her. Uh, even though she won a state championship as a junior, which was her first state cross country championship, but th- this debate could go on for for a long time and I, I'm sure it would be 50 50 uh, if you were to see these two race against each other 10 times I think they easily split it potentially five and five uh, if they're if they're next to each other with not a lot of racers um, I think Allie gets it at least eight out of ten times there's the whole debate about who is could be in the top 10 or who's the best in the state whether it's David Smith or Janky. Uh, the list is finally over and that we know who all the top runners, at least who I think or we think are the top runners in all of the entire state of Washington. Looking back on this episode today, I mean, we covered quite a bit, even though it didn't seem like a lot. Um, Perhaps it was just me just talking a lot because I like to do that. Um, But other than that, from this episode, uh, what can we have or what can we say for our final thoughts? I would say, you know, keep working hard. We're talking about uh, Dylan Maggard and the gal from East, like I'm terrible with names, like Emily Van Valkenburg, who, you know, didn't have the best times. And now here we are talking about them possibly being best in the state, best in the nation. So keep working hard. If you're listening to this, uh, stay consistent and believe in yourself. If you believe, believing that you can do it is half the battle. There's a lot of doubters out there already. So if you're going to believe in somebody, you might as well believe in yourself. I just, heard, I just heard from a motivational speaker that that mental mindset, if you tell yourself going in the race, oh, I'm not going to do very well, that's what's going to happen. You have to be able to mentally prepare yourself for any sort of race. Um, but I think the big mental game here is these athletes are just ready to get back after it. And we've seen that so far in the first couple of weeks, and we see some good stuff out of the athletes in the first couple of races and we're, and we're looking forward to seeing what more damage they can do. I mean, we talked about it today. Bryce Serkinick runs 10 26 for his first race of the season, a very solid outing. Uh, you look at the athletes of the week from the, on the runner, Washington, Alyssa Becker taking down Lauren Larson, who's in this top 10 list. I mean, a lot of athletes are just surprising us and it's already week three. So there's plenty more exciting things coming ahead. And we, we can't wait here at the rundown to see what happens and talk about that more in next week's episode, which will be back on Wednesday for you guys. So that's going to wrap it up for us here on the rundown. Our thanks to you guys tuning in, please listen to every single episode we've recorded so far. Give us feedback, tell us what you want to hear, give us content. We want to talk about, we're not just here just to rant about other stuff. We want to be able to provide for you guys and, make it pure entertainment for you all. So if you have anything you want us to talk about or have questions for us, please submit it through the runner Washington DMS or heck Kyle likes having DMS all the time. So give him a DM too, if you want 
some questions answered or asked for him. So he's more than happy to ask some questions for you guys. I'll probably respond with a baby photo. That's when that, that's all my DMS have been is show me pictures of my son. But if you're, if you're a rando, I might, uh, I might ignore that. Ask me your any question. Yeah. Let's not, <laughs> let, let's, let's not try to expose your child, Kyle. Okay. Pretty cute. It's hard not to. He's pretty cute. James Theodore Paulson, JT. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I told you this last or a couple episodes ever. I'm going to call him JT because it just it just seems fitting. I like JT. JT's a good uh, good acronym. For Kyle Paulson, Keenan Gray, saying thank you for tuning into the rundown. Enjoy another great week of racing. We'll see you all back here next week on the rundown. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day.